0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of No BS Finance. Today we are moving along the investment train here and we're moving on to the next type of investment which is mutual funds. Super excited for this episode as well. Um, it'll give us some background on what I've been talking about regarding mutual funds and past episodes similar to ETFs um, but with their own little nuances and stuff like that. Um, So moving into some housekeeping, this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. My email, my Instagram are in the show notes if you want to ask any questions or you have any real life scenarios you want me to cover on the podcast. Um, Alternatively, if you're interested in a one-on-one personal finance consult, shoot me an email. Um, I'm happy to help out in any way. Other than that, let's kick off this episode on mutual funds. So in this episode, I'm gonna talk about what mutual funds are, how they work, why they're so popular, but also at the same time kinda unpopular these days, and why they might work for you and your investing strategy. Before we get into that, um, I wanna start this episode by kind of providing a resource to everyone that I think is really helpful. So in previous episodes, I've talked about how I get my finance news um, from Yahoo Finance. I think it's a great resource. If you like reading the news, if you're on your computer all day and kind of want some tidbits of information, I think Yahoo Finance is great. Um, no cost to do it, and you can read lots of articles. Um And in another episode, I also went into depth talking about the Shaw-Rogers merger that is in process right now. I think they just extended the deadline for what feels like the 40th time, but it's in process right now. Um, But at the same time, I know a lot of you either commute to work or just hate reading the news, which is totally fair. Um, so I wanted to give credit to a podcast that I think is absolutely unreal. Um, it's not a finance podcast, so don't worry, I'm not bogging you down with more finance bullshit, um, but it's called Commons. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes and stuff like that, and honestly, guys, it's so fucking good. Um, they do their podcast in seasons, and it's basically journalism, and it centers around major topics in Canada, which I think is really really applicable to a lot of people, and I think a lot of people would find this really useful. Um, so they did one on kind of the mining industry, which is corrupt as fuck. They did one the last season, which was Canada's role in the war in Afghanistan. So a lot of crazy stuff there. Um, but mostly their their most recent season is kind of why I'm bringing this up, because it's on monopolies in Canada, and it's really fucking interesting interesting so monopolies are basically company like usually just one company but it can be one or two companies that kind of dominate an industry Um, so I think it's really interesting I think it um, would help out a lot of people to understand this side of Canada and especially the monopolies one so if you want to learn more about kind of the darker side of Canada or the stuff you don't really hear about through traditional media I think this podcast is for you um, the monopoly season, as I've mentioned a few times is incredibly interesting. It's super eye-opening um, to kind of the shady shit that happens in Canada and I highly recommend it. So I'll pop the, I'll pop the, the link I guess below and just kind of the show name. Um, by no means am I, I feel like I got to mention this now that I'm on a podcast, but I'm not like sponsored. I, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I just really like this podcast. I think a lot of you guys would really enjoy it. Um, by no means you have to listen to it. But I think if you're on the prowl for a good podcast, I highly, highly recommend this one. Um, super intelligent people, really good journalism, and just really eye-opening to the stuff that happens in Canada. So with that kind of out of the way now, let's get into the main topic of this episode, which is mutual funds. So what the fuck are mutual funds? I would say broadly that they work very similar to ETFs. Um, in that it is a pool of money or assets from shareholders or investors that are then invested into stocks, bonds, and other assets. So really no difference. I would say that there's no difference in that definition from an ETF, but there are some key differences here. So Mutual funds are operated by professional money managers. This is unlike passive ETFs, and I would say even unlike actively managed ETFs, Um, just that you have like, yeah, you have these professional money managers that are investing your money into stocks, bonds, stuff like that, like the underlying asset. So these money managers, they allocate the assets in an attempt to keep them in line with the mutual funds mandate while also producing income or investment gains. So I mentioned the mandate there. So the mandate or what is also known as the prospectus is a key difference in an ETF and a mutual fund. A a prospectus is basically a brochure or informational package that tells the investors what they can expect from the mutual fund. So it will have things like pricing um what the mutual fund invests in what the expenses are what the historical returns have been like everything you kind of need to know about the mutual fund is laid out in this prospectus um and it's great mutual funds are very transparent that way but at the same time reading through that shit is really fucking boring and it can suck so usually they'll have like graphs and stuff that make it look good and kind of give you a A a summary of what's going on in the mutual fund. Um, Like an ETF, mutual funds are a great way to diversify your assets. Um, There are also so many different types of mutual funds that can help you meet your goals. Um, So when I say that, I mean like you could go into RBC and you could be like, hey, like financial advisor, I want to invest in a mutual fund. And they could like RBC offers I don't know how many, but probably a ton of mutual funds. Like each one can be a little bit different. It can be based on a different time horizon. It could be based on a different investment makeup. It could be based on a different industry. Like there's so many. So just know that it's kind of similar to ETFs. Like there's a lot of ETFs out there and there are a lot of mutual funds out there. Um, unlike an ETF, you have to go through a financial broker or advisor to buy into a mutual fund and because they're not like bought and sold on exchanges. Um, generally mutual funds are only priced about once a day. And this is usually like after the stock exchange closes. So that's a major difference. Like ETFs are traded on the exchange. They're traded all day. Mutual funds, they aren't really, um, priced that way. They're priced on, actually we'll get into pricing in a little bit. Don't want to get too in depth right now, but they're priced, um, after the stock market kind of closes for the day. Um, Oh, I guess we're going to. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now and we're actually gonna get into it right now. Mutual funds are priced depending on the performance of the underlying assets in the pool. So you wouldn't wanna update the mutual fund kind of throughout the day. Um, You kind of do it. So if you invest it in a bunch of stocks and stuff, you'd wait till the close, the close of the market so nothing else is kind of traded actively. So it closes, you kind of look at the investments you have, And then you price out those investments and you go, okay, how did the mutual fund do as a whole today? So it's just priced based on like the closing prices of all the stocks. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Um, So basically when you buy a unit or a share of a mutual fund, you are buying the performance of the portfolio or part of the portfolio's value. Um, Unlike a stock, you don't get any voting rights or... Really, anything for investing in a mutual fund? Like you, like I think the main thing with stocks and shares is that you get voting rights. Um, with this, you you don't, and I don't think you even get like a percentage of um, of ownership. Yeah, in the company. So, after saying that, pricing the mutual fund is based on the net asset value of the fund of the fund, and then you divide it by the number of units. So, a little bit more in depth here. So, um, so basically, you take the total value of all the securities, stocks, bonds, all that kind of stuff at the end of the day. So all the prices have closed, they're all set. You take that closing price of everything. So you take all the asset value and you divide it by the number of units that are outstanding, which will give you the price per unit or price per share. Hopefully that makes sense. So, as I mentioned, that's different from an ETF, which are traded on an exchange. You can kind of see the price all day, every day. Mutual funds, kind of once a day. And even then, they're not, I feel like mutual fund pricing, no one really looks it up. It's not like that readily available um, compared to an ETF. I'm sure you could look it up if you wanted to. I've never really done that. Um, It just doesn't hold a lot of value for me, but you definitely could. so one final thing, um, I think I've mentioned. I've have mentioned this is that there are many different types of mutual funds. Um, so you can have stuff so similar to ETFs. You can have one that like follows the tech industry, or one that tracks an index, or one that tracks gold, or one that is even based on timing. You could, I think, you can even buy mutual funds that are set for like, oh, I'm buying a mutual fund that is set for like 30 years or something. Like I think you can have the time horizon ones as well. So. Um, that's very similar to ETFs. And one company can kind of offer different types of mutual funds that have different investment directives, so different returns for each one, different risks of each one. Um, yeah, so there's lots of different types and essentially mutual funds are very similar to ETFs at the end of the day. So let's get into why mutual funds are so attractive to people. Honestly guys, it's pretty much the exact same reason as ETFs. Um, the main one being the diversification aspect. You have a large number of underlying securities from across industries, sectors, um, types of investments, which help you de risk your overall investment, de risk your portfolio. Um, very similar to the ETF episode. If you don't understand what diversification is, go back to the ETF episode and kind of look into that. And it's the exact same as the mutual fund reason. Um, The other two reasons I would say that they're so attractive is just the ease and it being professionally managed. Um, So let's talk about ease. It's so fucking easy to invest in a mutual fund. You can literally go to your financial advisor and give them, hey, like these are my goals. This is my timeline. This is my risk tolerance. Hit me with a good mutual fund and they'll give you one. You can ask for multiple. You can be like, hey, give me three of them. I'll choose which one I want from that. And then they'll invest your money. Like, it's it's super easy, guys. Like, it really is. Um, and then the other aspect is the mutual fund being professionally managed gives people a lot of peace of mind. Um, especially, so this is another key difference, is the regulation around mutual funds. Um, like, you have companies that are built just to offer mutual funds to people. Like, it's a huge business. And they are so regulated because this is people's money. Like This is their retirement. This is all this stuff. So when you invest in a mutual fund and read the prospectus, you know that they're going to invest exactly in line with that mandate and that is exactly what you're going to get. And it won't really change unless they say specifically, we are changing this, look into this. And then they'll send you emails, they'll send your advisor emails, like all this kind of stuff. So I'm not saying that the returns are guaranteed by any means because they're not. They're going to change. But they will invest exactly with what they say in the prospectus. Prospectus, because if they go outside of that, then they can be fined and their audits probably won't go super well, um, stuff like that. So those are kind of the advantages of the mutual fund. I would say you generally, like depending on the mutual fund, you can get some pretty good returns, you can get some income, all that kind of stuff, similar to an ETF, um, but on the other hand, I kind of feel like maybe just cause I'm in, um, the finance industry and stuff like that. I kind of feel like mutual funds have kind of fell out of favor in the last few years. Um, now, like I said, I feel like this is just me because I think mutual funds generally like the investments they're getting are doing just fine, but I think they are losing popularity because of ETFs, um, to kind of further extrapolate on that. So mutual funds... Are te- so I know I mentioned ease of access. They're technically harder to get access to um, because ETF. I can go to my Well Simple or my Quest Trade account and just buy them. I don't have to go to a financial advisor and do it. And the other one is they generally have higher expenses associated with them. Um, so this is like so it it kind of ties into the the ease of getting the mutual fund. So let's just say um, they they're harder to get access to because you actually have to find a financial advisor as opposed to just investing them in like the online platform as I just mentioned, and that kind of ties into the higher fees because now you're paying a percentage to the financial advisor, a, a small a small percentage. Don't get me wrong, and then there's the fee associated with the mutual fund. So so like you have to pay the, the mutual fund because you have a professionally managed person doing the investing and they need to get paid. And so does the company behind the mutual fund. They need to get paid. So it's kind of similar to like an actively managed ETF, but mutual funds will usually charge more because they are professional managers who make sure that everything is kind of balanced and that it's in line with the investment mandate. So these fees can really add up over time. Um, They really can, which I think is why they're losing popularity these days. Um, But in saying this, I still think mutual funds are going strong. I think they offer something for everyone. And I do think that they're a great way to diversify your assets. I do think they're a good investment regardless of the fees that they charge. Like the more you kind of get into it, the more you can kind of break down how much you're paying in fees. But On a general basis, I do think that they're a good investment. I do think that it's a great way to de-risk your portfolio and make sure you don't have large losses in there. So we've talked about what they are and why they're popular and also why they may be losing a little bit of popularity, but that could all be in my head. The last question is, are they for you? The answer is, once again, like ETFs, probably. Um, The reasons kind of are as follows they're easily accessible. You can buy them through a broker really easily. There are lots of them. They help you diversify your portfolio without manually doing it all. You can target an entire industry or a sector if you want to. You have access to a lot of securities that you may not normally have access to. Now, the biggest downside to mutual funds, as I mentioned, are the fees associated with them. And I guess also the liquidity issue, which I forgot to mention above. Um, So quickly touching on that. They aren't difficult to sell. So if I had like 100 units of a mutual fund, it's not like they're difficult, but they do take some time because you have to go through your broker and the mutual fund only gets priced once a day. There's a bunch of forms or not a bunch of forms. There are some forms that you have to sign and fill out just to make sure that it's like, yes, I am agreeing to sell these. So... As opposed to an ETF, which may go through in like, I don't know, 10 minutes, it may take like one or two days kind of thing. So it's not that they are illiquid; it's just that they take a little bit longer than ETFs. But even so, the fees and liquidity aren't that big of a deal, and I think the peace of mind and the ease more than make it worth it. So the final thing I want to cover is Nick. Do you invest in mutual funds? And the answer to that is I used to. I did for a very long time. It's just so fucking easy to have a financial advisor or broker worry about your money, to be honest. Like, especially when I was in school or I was super busy with work or something like that and I didn't really have the knowledge behind it. Like, it's so easy to just give your money to someone and be like, hey, you deal with this shit. And I'm gonna go live my life and I'll maybe look at this monthly report that you send me about how my investments are doing. Um, I only recently switched because ETFs are also easy as fuck to manage. And because I realized that financial advisor... Okay, so this is a side tangent. I kind of realized that financial advisors can... Well, they are good. They can also be kind of whack sometimes in, and I'll, I'll probably go into a rant on this on a later date, but just generally like they, you go to them and you go, Hey, like I want to invest in this and they'll be like, okay, that's great. And, but it's, the onus is on you to like, make sure that you're kind of staying up to date on your investments and being like, Hey, like my investment went down by a lot, or Hey, maybe like this certain stock went up like a ton and this, Financial advisor wouldn't let you know. You know what I mean? So it's basically like I'm doing it by myself, anyways. So, why would I pay a financial advisor to do something that I have to look out for for myself? Um, I'll probably go into a large rant on this in a future episode. I know we're all disappointed that I'm not going to a rant now, but um, that was just something that I kind of realized. Um, but regardless of that, I only recently moved away from them because I became more comfortable handling my money and doing it all myself. And it is way less work than I thought it was going to be. Um, And I want you guys to also have the power to do that yourself. Like, I don't want you guys to just be like, oh, I'm settling for a mutual fund because I don't understand how any of this works. Like, I don't want, I want you guys to be able to choose a mutual fund because you think that it is the best option for you. Not being like, oh, everything else is too confusing, so I just gave it to this person. So... So while mutual funds are good and I think financial advisors do have some value, I also want you guys to be able to make these choices for yourself. But even saying that, I don't want you to turn away from mutual funds. They're a great way to diversify and you know your money with the professionally managed person behind the scenes and also the prospectus that is offered is that your money is in good hands and that they are heavily regulated. So that gives you some serious peace of mind, especially when I was in a mutual fund. It was a riskier mutual fund because I didn't plan to touch the money, and at the end of the day, like I was just kind of like, okay, I know that someone is dealing with this. I know that they're investing in um, what I read through, so I'm not super worried about it by any means. Like I would look at the, the monthly report and be like, oh, maybe I'm down a percent or so or whatever. And I just be okay, well, they're still investing in line with my risk tolerance and in line with my guidelines. So I'm not, I'm not overly worried. You know what I mean? Um, The other thing is I can't really recommend specific mutual funds um, because there are a million. And when you get down to it, they're all just slightly different and can offer something for everyone depending on your goals. So since you have to go through an advisor anyways, like use them, like, some advisors can be shit. Don't get me wrong. Like some advisors, maybe you go to, and you're like, you don't really know what you're talking about, but a lot of advisors are good. And you can be like, Hey, I want to get a mutual fund. These are my goals. This is my time horizon. This is my risk tolerance. And you can be like, Hey, give me three that you think are in line with this. And they should be able to, they will probably offer mutual funds that if you go to a bank um, they'll probably offer ones that their bank offers. If you go to someone else, then they'll probably give you a wider range, I would think. But yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna recommend specific mutual funds, especially because financial advisors will kind of do it for you at the end of the day. So that's going to wrap up today's podcast, guys. I feel like we learned a lot of good stuff. We learned some stuff about mutual funds. I recommended a great podcast. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about some summary things here. So mutual funds, as I feel like I've mentioned like a broken record a million times in this episode, they work very similar to ETFs, except you have professionals behind the scenes and they aren't traded on an exchange. They are a great way to diversify. They're easy to use. Um, I highly, highly recommend mutual funds or ETFs as kind of a cornerstone to your portfolio. And if you're looking for a good podcast, I recommend Commons, um, It's super interesting. You learn a lot of stuff about Canada that you might not have from traditional media. So, if you're looking for one, I recommend that. So, final stuff here. Really hope you enjoyed the podcast and learned something new. If you did enjoy it, please like it, share it with a friend, rate it. Like anything you can do to support the podcast is really appreciated. Um, If you have questions, shoot me an email. If you want something more personalized and custom suited to your personal finances, shoot me an email. Happy to set something up. Other than that, thanks again for listening. Uh, I hope you have a great day, and we will see you for next week's podcast.